I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time I'm skipping through them, I'd rather listen and change my mind Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind Yeah Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. A little different intro here. I'm Wesley Sykes, and through the other side of the ether is the Dougie McRae to my Thomas Ripley, Mr. Nicholas J. Ask Fryer, comedian for hire. That just means I didn't have that prepared at the top of the script. So, oh, okay. Well, hey, you know what? Get I love Doug McRae. That move. I know we're gonna talk about that movie a ton. I have a little story for you later when when we get to that. But I, I'm excited for this. This is, this is a good topic that you picked out. Are you a poor man's Ben Affleck? Um, okay, I guess we'll, you kind of got like a like a poor man's Ben Affleck vibe can, going on. Do you want me to tell the story now, or do you want me to save it toward till when we get to our main topic? I will. You know, you know, I, I love a good tease. You know, I just okay. rub my nipples all day. So okay, so so I'll make sure I uh, earmark that one, uh, and uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, I'm I, Wes. Yeah, um, I'm excited. We uh, what are we ta- talking about today? You want to tell the people? Well, yes. This week we are dusting off a change my mind classic, folks. The CMM Debate Club. Yes, court is back in session as the hashtag DSG's Master Debaters return to duke it out over who has the better catalog. Uh, the aforementioned Ben Affleck or the uh, chameleon-like Matt Damon. Two men enter, but only one can leave as the preeminent Boston actor. You and us will decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but before all that, Nick, it's a big day, very important day. I think it's a day that we've all been waiting for, mm-hmm. uh, tax day. Now, <sighs> what is your favorite thing about taxes? And I know, you know, I'm sure there's a lot. So uh, I just think that there's nothing more American than uh, than paying your taxes. You know, you work your ass off to make money to try and move up in the world, and then you got to give a portion of it back to, I don't know, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you what. When I first start, like when I first graduated, and I had to actually deal with taxes for real, I was like, I was like wait, wait a minute, I don't make any money to give back. What the hell is this shit? But now I got over it after that first year. But yeah, it really wasn't until after college where uh, I was making money that was actually taxed. So before then, it was all restaurants under the table type stuff. Right. Um, so I was always getting a tax return back, but, um, now that I make more and more money and see more and more of that money go to the government and then I look outside and still see like potholes in my roll roads and stuff like that. Um, I really just have three words when it comes to mind about tax day and that's fuck Woodrow Wilson. We don't really, you say that F word too often, especially within the first five minutes. So I apologize to the folks at home, but I think, uh, I speak for everybody when I say that. Uh, if you don't know who Woodrow Wilson is, then I, maybe do it a little Google search. Yes, yeah, I would recommend that. Uh, I did not see that coming. You know, I drop f bombs left and right, but you never do. And uh, oh, that's um. Well, you know, it's always reserved for the most, uh, you know, most worthy situations. Yeah, I guess. I mean, forty percent, man, that's crazy. But what forty percent? That's essentially what you get taxed. Oh, I guess I never. I don't know. I mean, I've always like. Yeah, yeah. Like you I, win a million dollar jackpot, right? Your like take home is like six hundred thousand. You're not I getting like, the full million. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I like to think that the sometimes though it actually does help people. I hope that it does. You know, I'd rather help. I, I don't mind giving up some money if it's helping people. But that's a whole look. I don't want to get into the taxes of. I, let, I, I let me help other people. Don't I don't want other people deciding my money. The the, the U.S. government is nothing more than an organized mafia shakedown uh, extortion ring. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like you're the one that should say change my mind after that, not me. Yeah, change my mind, huh? I don't think I have the time for that today, but I do think that's something we could <laughs> devote time to another time. I'm sure there are yeah, other guys with DSG, like the PCP boys who could help. Actually, they both back you on that one probably because they're all about a different form of government. But Yeah, yeah, who knows? Uh, you know, they're about government power, I believe. Uh, but, you know, I'm about power, power to the people. But if you want to change mm. my mind, you know, hit me up at Wesley Sykes underscore at change my mind pod. You know, I'd love to love to ha hash it out, have another debate uh, because we're having a debate right here. But, Nick, like I said, before we get all of that, uh, we have uh, another loser to announce. So that is myself. Uh, following our 1994 build a cinema draft, uh, Mac uh, is with a reoccurring theme of the DSG and with our podcast as guests dominating drafts, uh, wins with 31% of the vote, not dominating, uh, mm. but still wins nonetheless. I was going to say he did not dominate. And I found out where some people voted in this process. And of course, I know, like, you know, you, I would assume you're voting you for yourself. Yes. What? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, and I would assume, I would hope Julia voted for you, but we found out one time that she didn't vote at all. She and, doesn't pay attention to Twitter. Okay. Well, I found out as uh, somebody is interacting as TLDR, uh, the Twitter account in the, cha the chat, there are some people who I would have thought would have voted for me, didn't vote for me. And uh, Oh, you, you, know, you think you were going for allegiance there and they were just picking off of uh, purely off team. Yeah, so I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, it's it's frustrating in one regard, but at the same time, I would like to think that if there are Mac and Goo listeners who don't listen to us normally, that decided, oh, you know what, I'm going to vote for Nick because I like his list, then I, you know what, then that, I can't get upset about that. That's what I want to happen. I want people to vote for the correct roster and in their mind, and Mac's now, roster was good. It sounds like you're beating around the bush a little bit. Is there anyone you'd like to throw under the bus? I, I no, like I mean, I mean, I, I may have already thrown Joe under the bus at some point. So yeah, he, uh, it's you know, he knows, he knows. Yeah, so it's, right there. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, there may have been other people too, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at Joe for now. Oh. Um, but as, again, Max list was great. I was, I can't believe Goo got 26 percent of all. That is purely on Mac and Goo popularity. That is not on the quality of his list. Yeah, you know, and and as our uh, podcast continue to grow, uh, not by by listenership or anything like that, but by just by the number of podcasts that we have, so do show accounts and people with access to those show accounts. So I wonder how much that plays in a role. I was a one vote voter, uh, although I was given multiple. I have five ballots <laughs> that I could send in. Uh, I only voted once, uh, and that is quite evident with the eleven percent of vote uh, bringing up the rear. Like you said, Goo was twenty six percent. Nick was 31 and uh, Mac won with 32% of the vote here. So uh, that was uh, a little tough for me, but I'm proud of that, that 11% by the way. Well, way. yeah, Wes, you're, you're all about either your first or your last. Yes. That's, and, and not in the sense for like, you know, if you finish second, then like it may as well be last. You want to either be first or last. You take it like Ricky Bobby to the next level. Right. Like uh, like I've said a couple of times on this uh, podcast, since you are neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah okay. I want extremes, yeah. baby. Give me extremes. <laughs> and I and guess what? You are getting that pretty much every time because I can't remember the last time you finished second or third <laughs> or second or last or third in a four point vote. Four right. When it's vote. not two people. Yeah, you're always yeah. either you're always last or first is what it comes down to. Yeah. So yeah, usually last. Success. It's a good well, place I, to be though. You, you know, it's it's a small pact, you know, like I, it's a sustainable group. Anything bigger can, is tough to contain. You know, you say that, Wes, but I can't remember the last time that I won. And we've definitely had polls where it's just been me and you. So mm. I feel like you've there have been a couple times mixed in all this where you won. Well, you know, they all get memory hold though. You know, you, you want to focus on the losses to get you better for the future. 
You know, right. that's that's the only good reason to look back. You, you look back on all the wins, you get fat and happy and complacent. This is true. That pigs is... get fat, hogs get slaughtered. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's I. Mark Cuban. Sure. Sounds sounds about right. Uh, what else have we got in trending now? Well, Nick, it is the most anticipated evening in Hollywood. Last night, tonight. Um, I don't. F- oh, this fucking. Not shit. exactly sure, but nonetheless, it's the MTV Awards. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so first of all, Nikki Glazer's hosting this thing, and I love Nikki Glazer. I've really? seen some, some of her roasts. I saw her. Uh, she she's pretty a, good on roast action now that you mentioned. Yeah, she had a special on uh, Netflix, and then I think there was a like a like a stand up show that Netflix did too, and she had an act in there. But she, like mm-hmm. there were a couple, she only got one. And I, I honestly, every time she's on, I think she's freaking hysterical. So yeah. She, She's not bad. I think she's kind of in a similar mold. And maybe I'm wrong. I just kind of view it the same way as kind of like an Amy Schumer, um, who is Stop the uh, um, no. Chelsea Handler, kind of like a shock sexual humor just for the sake of shocking. Um, you know, it's, it's, still kind of, it's still kind of edgy, like a woman being so crass on stage talking about sex. Like, you know, I, I sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's kind of the impression that I got. But, you know, maybe we'll see here because it's airing tonight at 9, 8 central. Uh, which is coming up shortly, I guess. Um, but do you have any favorites for the awards? I just one last thing want to say that uh, you're she, Amy Schumer is not funny at all. Like I, I don't, I, I never got it with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- my favorite. I also story, agree. That's why I said that. <laughs> but but Nikki Glaser, I think, is hysterical. Yeah, uh, maybe, fav- maybe, maybe, my maybe. favorites for the awards. I mean, if I was to predict the winners, I would say for best movie, it's going to go probably to to all the boys, always and forever. Um, now you wouldn't happen to be saying this because they may or may not have released the, the, the winners, uh, for all of these awards ahead of time for some odd reason. No, 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 no. I would say, I mean, I'm just purely guessing here. Educated guess. I mean, look, sure. you got the, the boys, Emily in Paris, they're up for the sh- best show, but I would think WandaVision is going to get that. Well, um, and Nick, if I can cut you off here, you yeah. know, in, in another life, uh, in another hat that you wear, you do a lot of prognostication for DraftKings. Are true? these, uh, you know, money in the bank, take out the house loan, you know, put the mortgage on type of things? If there are places that are taking bets. Don't call lock of the week. If, if, there, if there are places taking bets on these picks that I'm giving you right now, I would go and put some money down on these. Yes, I, I would. Um, best performance in a movie, West. Do you have a guess for who might win that? Uh, in, in a movie or a show? Uh, whichever one you're feeling. I don't want to push mm. you in one way or the other. Well, you know, it is pretty popular to give awards post-homously. Okay. Post-mostly, as, as some, some shows like to say. Uh, so it's probably Chadwick Boseman. Uh, okay. But Sasha Baron Cohen's on there. We have Zendaya, who, who's looking very leggy in her picture there for Malcolm and Marie. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my usual favorite category I don't recognize any of the nominees here. Best Kiss. I think that's the most memorable one of right. all uh, the MTV Movie Awards. We have something from Outer Banks, something called Killing Eve, uh, Never Have I Ever, which is just a really bad romance name, a kid, kid's romance name, you know? Yep. Uh, Bridgerton, Emily in Paris. Like, I know none of these shows, so I don't care. Mm. Where's the Spider-Man Upside Down Kiss, you know? I do not know any of these at all. 
Hmm. How about how about Best Hero? That's something that's right up in our wheelhouse. Oh, Best uh, we Hero. Have, we have Anthony Mackie, Gal Gadot, Pedro hmm. Pascal as the Mandalorian, hmm. uh, Jack Quaid from The Boys, and then Tayana Paris uh, from WandaVision, of course, uh, uh, Photon or Spectrum, whatever. I think this is – wait a minute. Gal Gadot is up for the award. Okay, that just means they didn't have anybody else that they could uh, – they probably just couldn't technically put Wanda in there because of what she did. Yeah, it's – Yeah, well, she's not really – yeah, she's not really I don't, a hero. I don't need to have the picks in front of me if I did or did not. I would just Anthony Mackie is definitely like the it's obvious down. But what about best villain, Wes? Last ooh, one. Ooh, real quick. Yeah, and, and also I rewatched they they put Wonder Woman eighty four back on HBO Max, uh, mm-hmm. and I watched that. And I don't know how high I was on Christmas time, but that movie aged considerably worse. I don't know how I found uh, as much good out of it as I did uh, the first time through and, and watching the review. You no, know, I know you very tough Hall- to rewatch. We used to do that Halloween thing. Like, will this movie get better mm-hmm. or worse? I know. I, I know we dumped it. I've it heard like that a, before. It seemed. I know. Well, I mean, well, yeah, because we came up with it. And it turned out to be a really <laughs> trash idea. I know we don't do it anymore, but I, I think that it, like, when you look at it in that lens, I think Mac Goose still use it. But uh, yes, I agree. I, I knew right away that movie was going to be worse as time went along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, but but to answer your question though, about the best villain, this is actually a pretty loaded cast. And and uh, as we mentioned, uh, uh, WandaVision not on best hero or best villain, but. Catherine Hahn is because it was Agatha all along. We have Aya Cash mm-hmm. from The Boys, uh, who was what Stormbreaker, Stormfront Trooper, Stormfront. Thank you, mm-hmm. uh, Ewan McGregor, who played Black Mask and Birds of Prey. Yes, you're an effing moron. Thanks for the the, the greatest sounder ever. Yes, yeah. I love that one. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito as the Mandalorian, which is also. Uh, <laughs> From what I hear, very good. And Nicholas Holt, who is wearing a powdered wig in the Great. Yeah, I don't know the Great. I, I know I know nothing about that one. But the man, John Carlos Pazito, I mean, that's just him. I, I think this is that those two are proof that you only had so many options. I don't. I'm surprised that Birds of Prey can qualify for this. Catherine Hahn's going to win yeah. it, and I love Catherine Hahn, and I thought she was outstanding in her role, but. I felt like Aya Cash was just such a vile monster. As much as Han is definitely a villain. She's a really good villain, yeah. Aya Cash was f- terrible in the best ways. And I think that it should go to her, but Catherine Han will win this for no doubt in my mind. Hey, a wild card dark horse, Ewan McGregor. Uh, I loved him. I thought that movie was a little underrated. I thought he was one of the best parts in that underrated movie uh, for much of the same reasons that that Goo also loved. A little, little over-the-top chewing of the scenery. Uh, I really enjoyed that. But mm-hmm. um, let's see. Well, let's, let's move on. Because well, I got MTV Awards, we got no uh, you know, Golden Globes, of course, with the cancellations and, and everyone getting too woke. But you know what is not too woke? The MTV Awards. It's for everybody. Right. And they, and you know, we talk about heroes and villains in the course of things. I know that we saw this on Twitter fairly recently. Emily Blunt apparently dislikes superhero movies. Everybody's been trying to will into existence that Emily Blunt will turn into Sue Storm and her husband, John Krasinski, will play Mr. Fantastic mm-hmm. so they can be married on screen as well in, in yet another movie. Uh, my question, though, Wes, and all this is, is Emily Blunt trying to give us like an okie doke and, and, and make let us Ooh. think make us think like no, mm-hmm. like there's no way she doesn't like these movies apparently. So now ah, she's not going to go and be in one of these then. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, I know uh, people tend to latch on like the first thing that they associate with. So like that was kind of like the first family of of the Marvel, right? Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, all of those cool boss logic uh, graphics and visuals kind of oh, came yeah. out. Everyone else kind of spinning out, right? So Looks good. really cool. So it's kind of the first image of your mind. So that you automatically assume, I think, uh, that this would be the perfect fit for it. But 
in reality, whoever they'll cast will probably be much better than any other iteration of the Fantastic Four that we have. Yes. It will be, you know, Sue Storm. Uh, I think of all the four, I think Reed Richards is very important, but I think uh, having a strong uh, Sue Storm character and having a, a big lead will be uh, a priority of the Fantastic Four, of the casting by by Kevin Feige and everyone at Marvel. So I'm not worried about how they're going to handle this. I think they they'll be fine so yeah. whatever I, I think it's just clicks you know she she's back in news so people are talking about her and then marvel's still talking about everyone has uh is making money off of it now writing write-ups for it so let's yeah. get uh people back working let's get clicks back clicking and let's get money back in our bank accounts no taxes uh, well I 2021 wesley sykes so, all right i'm voting for you but i think with with this that Seriously, like that's that little theory that I came up with is kind of based on Andrew Garfield saying like, oh, you know, I haven't right. been talked to about and he he didn't do a good job of it. Now, this was I only saw it written with Emily Blunt. I haven't heard her say it and how she delivered it. But I would think that this is a this is what these actors are trying to do, as opposed to Russell Crowe, who's just out there saying exactly what he's doing, which I guess you're not supposed to do. Or Tom Holland, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, of course, Tom Holland. But yeah, with, with this, I agree with you. Sue Storm is going to be important. I think that Human Torch is the other character that's going to be immensely important. Mr. Fantastic is the main reason why I never care about the Fantastic Four. I like the thing, usually, too. Um, but, you know, Sue Storm, her powers never really did much for me. And with what's-his-face, uh, with Mr. Fantastic, I just – the Mr. Elastic's the same power. I just – I got no time for those characters. You're not interesting whatsoever. But okay, but I, I like guess. that though. Maybe as an okie doke because you can't have like you know there was so many leaks of plot leaks and script leaks and set photos and all this stuff. Like you have to hold up like uh, some level of suspension and excitement for the movie, even if it's a thinly veiled thing. Like what um you know Andrew Garfield was saying that no one really right. believes, but you just have to kind of go through the motions. I, I can yeah. see that for sure. And I and, and mo in most cases I've been like we don't need characters that. We don't need a superstar playing in an important role necessarily. I know we've gotten some with the Eternals, where you know Angelina Jolie's involved, Kit Harrington, and these other people who you're familiar with from other um, shows, movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. But with the Fantastic Four, Emily Blunt, if she like actually gets cast in this role, I wouldn't be totally for it because this is again these are characters that just like. I don't like like it's not. I, I dislike uh, Mr. Fantastic. You know uh, Sue Storm. Uh, like I'm okay, whatever. Like I just am pretty ambivalent, I guess, about her. But give me care. Give, so give me actors who I care about more, so I'll be more invested in this. What is Mister Fantastic's real name? Reed Richards. Uh, you kept saying uh, Mister Fantastic, Mister Fantastic. And yeah, no, I was, I was, I was trying to call it. I was trying to put you, put you on the spot there. Yeah, you passed. Good. good for you. Thank you. I, I didn't honestly, Wes. If you had asked me like two seconds before, wouldn't have had it. It's good. That, that was. That's a good trivia note. You know, on the spot, be able to answer like that. Yeah. Um, Last thing before we move on here, per Variety, Netflix continues to lead into the streaming wars, uh, lead in the streaming wars, rather, uh, for most subscriptions. So the quick rundown here, Netflix is 207, 208 million subscriptions, roughly. Uh, Prime Video is second with 175. Disney Plus is third with 103, 104 million. Uh, Apple TV Plus, Peacock, Hulu, HBO Max, all in that order all jam-packed right between 42 and 40 million, 41 million. Um, and then bringing up the rear, far rear, is Paramount Plus 9 million, the caboose. Yeah, I don't think I, I have I have zero interest in that one whatsoever. Is, does that feel right? Or is anything I kind of out of place? Or? I'm kind of surprised by Hulu and HBO Max, how far down those are. Uh, I, yeah. Peacock's got to be factoring in the, the free ones. 
I would if if this were me, I get Prime Video, I get Disney Plus, so like the top three. Like if, it wouldn't necessarily be my order. I understand that, but my, it would be HBO Max four without question. Those mm-hmm. those are my top Mount Rushmore, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. streaming services. Oh, Mount Rushmore! I never heard of somebody doing that one before. Yeah, right. What do you say? Um, I I, I ne- right now for me, Netflix and Prime. As much as it's Disney Plus. Disney Plus is great, but I think Amazon, for me, seeing them go into the comic book realm a little bit more and starting to try out different things, different properties, I'm so in on their stuff right now. I want to see different properties outside of Marvel and DC. So I would put them at number two. But yeah, I think Netflix still reigns supreme because they're they're all over the place with stuff. And they'll have comic book stuff too. And that's, that, those are the stories that I want most right now. So I think that makes most sense. I'm, and I, I and it has the lead, right? So it has it's had the you know two three year jump start on on gaining subscriptions and everything. But if yeah. if you are right now, right? So like when I go to bed, I, I open up the iPad, something to fall asleep to. I'm usually going to HBO Max first. That's usually the first thing. Oh man, I am probably going to YouTube to get some soft spoken shit, some ASMR to fall asleep to. Oh, so. nice! Some some uh, gentle rainfall. Yeah, I some like Rob that. Rob Ross or is it Rick Ross? I don't know. They're all the same to me. Um, Bob Ross or Rick Ross? Which I don't know. I, or, I or Rob? Is there a Rob Ross out there that I'm not familiar with? It's it's well, isn't Rob and Bob aren't they the same? Like well, one of Bob the Ross is the guy who makes the happy little trees on PBS with the afro, right? Is that right. what you're thinking of? Yeah. It's, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. And he sings. He's a rapper too, right? Rick Ross is a rapper, but he actually stole his name from a former drug dealer who is called the real Ricky Ross, Freeway Ricky Ross. Okay, so that actual last bit, I did not know. But uh, then again, you were knee-deep in the rap game rap game at one point. So I was. deep but yeah. But uh, – I don't. Yeah, Wes. I don't know. I mean, I've said before, Castlevania was the show that I, I would have on for a while after watching it a million times. I would have it on in the background. It's just like, you know, when I'm working, having something on. It's either that okay. or sports. So, all right. I guess Netflix wins by that one. But anyways, um, moving on to the comic book minute, a little quick pit stop here. Actually, and a reminder for everybody too: if you haven't already, you can go and get Change My Mind merch over on T Public. There's actually also other DSG stuff as well. You have Dork, you have uh, Mac and Goo, TLDR is over there, and uh, PCP has some stuff along with Pineapple Boys under the PCP brand. But everybody else, mm-hmm. we have our own individual stores. If you guys want to go get some shirts. I don't. Think, I always want to say hats, but they don't do hats. Sweatshirts, notebooks. Uh, Doc has a coffee mug, and I have a. I had a travel mug at one point too, but I actually gave that to my brother. Um, so that you can get a whole bunch of different kinds of stuff. I don't think there's a deal going on right now, but we usually do a pretty good job about making sure you guys know uh, when those pop up. And make sure they're always doing deals. So I would make sure that you get those. Um, when T public is running, like it's like a 15% off, uh, site wide or whatever, but mm-hmm. as those great the, deals too, you cash in on everything there. Yeah. And as for the comic book minute, uh, Nightwing eighties out this week, the first issue of wonder girl issue one is out this mm-hmm. week. Uh, that is Yara floor. She was the new wonder woman during DC future state. The books that I'm, I, I'm most excited about right now that are coming out this week. I think it has to go to way of X issue two. And that is about nightcrawler and with everything gro- going on in, um, in the new mutant like Island world that they have Krakoa, he's trying to figure out where his he's devout, you know, Catholic and everything, figuring out where religion fits in with his life, with the changes that have come 
with the discoveries the mutants have made. So I'm very excited for that. And then the Black Knight five-issue ser- miniseries has been going on. Um, the third issue is out this week. I've really enjoyed that so far. So uh, I'm very excited about those two Marvel books this week. And Shang-Chi, also first issue of that new Ooh. series, starts this week. So we will be Joe and I will be talking about that one at some point, and uh, we'll have plenty of other stuff going on on TLDR. We'll probably be on Wednesday at 1.30 this week, but make sure you're following the show on Twitter to uh, get notifications on that one. But we got uh, we got you know a lot, lot more fun stuff, and we'll be doing another solicitation coming up next next week after we test ran it last month. But uh, but yeah, that's it for the comic book Midwest. Are you ready? For- yeah, I love it. The solicitation boys. There's work in the street corners day and night. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that that is definitely us. And I can't think of a uh, there's a, there's definitely a transition from that to the town to what we're talking about, but I can't find it right quick mm-hmm. enough. But today, Wes it probably much, involves Blake Lively's character. That's exactly what I was thinking of, but I just didn't know exactly how to do it quickly enough. But juice, juice, huh? Like drinking cranberry juice. Oh, now we're talking about yours. What we're no, talking both. about? She she also says the juice in there too. Oh, she says that to uh, John Hamm's character, right? No, no, I, it's to Dougie in the bar, though, in that same bar a little bit earlier. Ah, uh, okay. and then they come back and have that hot, like, uh, kind of like you know, hit it and quit it love scene. Yeah, Blake Lively in that movie was uh, yeah. uh, trashy butte, just a trashy butte there. Uh, but nonetheless, here, okay, so uh, on to the main topic. So, we are going, as I mentioned at the top, we are going. Back to our roots here at Change My Mind. And Court is back in session for another old school CMM debate. Uh, So we are discussing who has uh, the better catalog, resume, however you want to word it, of these Boston A-listers, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I will be defending uh, Matt Damon. Uh, Mr. Nicholas J. Esquire will be defending Ben Affleck. And we'll each be up against the clock. Uh, not only against ourselves, but against the clock. Uh, one minute to be precise, uh, to present an argument for your client for each given category. After that first one minute argument, the other debater will have 30 seconds to retort. Then they will switch and this will continue until we finish or we kill each other, whichever comes first. Right. Okay. Does so, that sound good? We got that all like squared away this time, yeah, right? It, like, we, we like, had it. We had it at one point, and this is actually still different than what we've done in the past. But I like this. This is perfect. <laughs> this is the format that we will be doing our debates going forward. As long as it's just me and you, that is. When we have other people yes. on. Yeah, I, I don't think we can afford to do this. Uh, my legal fees are way too high to have anyone else on board here. So uh, I don't. I don't know if anyone can afford me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm not Frank, but if I could be for a moment, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's let's go to the tail of the tape here before we get into it, right? We have we have Ben Affleck. Would you like to uh, mm-hmm. defend your client here? May, read some stats of his. Yeah, sure. So seventy-seven actor credits, nine director credits, seven writer credits, two Oscars, uh, two-time nominee, and um, high batting average. He yeah, and then he's won twenty-five of the thirty-eight awards he's been nominated for, and he's also dated two of the hottest Jennifers in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, his his dating list, uh, his dating resume, off off the screen resume is not to be messed with. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's for sure. Uh, Matt Damon, a little bit more of a private life, but perhaps a little bit more of a prolific career. He has eighty eight actor credits to his name, but zero directing credits, four writing credits, uh, one Oscar win, but f- nominated five times. 
Uh, and he's won 15 of 60 awards nominated for. So it's, again, a little bit of that Super Bowl loss uh, category there, right? Uh, it's something to get nominated for, right? It's still an accomplishment, but uh, it, it doesn't outweigh the wins or the losses, right? Yeah, I mean, we're not talking like he's not Tom Brady. Like like the way his numbers are, his athletes' numbers are more like Tom Brady because he's won a lot more. Yeah, frequently. I would say if, if we had to put a quarterback to uh, these actors, like maybe uh, Matt Damon is like John Elway. Like he's been there a lot, but he has some wins, but it's a long career, uh, but a lot of losses and, and, you know, big games, but it's a lot of great wins too. Neither of them are Aaron Rodgers. That's probably more. Uh, that's good news though. That's yeah. Cool. It's probably more um, Mark Wahlberg. I would yeah. say. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Well, I well, to Mark Wahlberg's credit, he seems like a sound family man. So I wouldn't want to, uh, I don't want to give Mark Wahlberg any credit, but Aaron Rodgers, not sure he's the best family man. Really? It's a thing. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. He talks to his like parents or like his brother Jordan Rogers, right? Who was a bachelor or something like that. But oh, yeah, really, oh, oh, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, opening arguments, Wes. Would you like the floor first, or would you like to defer? Uh, well, I since I lost right the the last uh, the, the build a cinema draft here, so I think uh, I think I'll go and I went first the last time, so I think I'll go second. Okay, all right. So go ahead and start the clock now. All right. Uh, oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait, you, wait. you tell me when to go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So first, when we bring up the awards, Wes, we're talking about cataloging in general. We think with Ben Affleck, you know, he's in the same role a lot of the time. And I and I get that. Like he definitely plays similar characters fairly frequently. At the same time, if he's winning awards multiple times, then that means that he's very good at his job. And obviously we've seen the success of his career. It's lasted a very long time. He's dealt with some ups and downs that's happened. And that's mostly been driven by what's happened I guess we'll say off the field and then in he's, but he's still been able to bounce back and he's taken off, take, sorry, taken on some pretty substantial roles. And then he's also, you know, when you talk about, we're going to get into this a little bit more in, in detail later, but you know, we have all these actors, so many actors and actors are from Boston. And I think when you talk about the best Boston movies ever, he is right there. And to me, that's extremely important for us when we're talking about these kind of actors. Um, but also, you know, we're going to get into another movie later on where he was the director. He's he's shown he's very diverse in his movie roles. One. Done. Done. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. Okay. You got, you got two seconds over, uh, but you're good. No. I'll let that happen. No, no, no it's fine. We're, you we know, said done time. Whatever. I was slow on the stop here. I got slow thumbs here. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. You ready to roll? Yes. I am ready to roll whenever you are. Sir. Three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen of the court, I am here to tell you today that Matt Damon does not get enough credit for the, being the chameleon of our generation. Yes, you heard that correct. The man can transform from a sci-fi action shoot -em up to buying a freaking zoo to asking Harvard yuppies how they like those hard hand fruits. It's not often that you have a top-notch character actor that is also an A-lister. But Matt Damon is exactly that, ladies and gentlemen. You can love him. You can hate him. You can cringe at him. You can get your adrenaline pumping because of him. He can do it all. And he's done an incredible job at staying out of the spotlight and trouble for all his time funny. in Hollywood. He's funny. He's relatable. He's self-deprecating. He's great in talk show interviews. I'm not sure uh, there, there's an actor with as high of an funny. IQ rating since Tom Hanks than Matt Damon. Wow, look at that with time to spare. But I do want to note that that was originally supposed to be, I, I realized where you were going in the course of it all, but that was originally supposed to be your retort. 
No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. So I did not explain this. I was poor. So opening oh, arguments, no. just an opening That's, argument. That's right. You know, now, if, then we get. If I it. looked at the fucking notes that you laid out for me one time, I would know <laughs> we don't have retorts in this or at the very end of our argument. So uh, my apologize, Wes. Um, my apologize. <laughs> moving on to the uh let us see what do we want to start for the and, category? And you can pick and choose jump, jump around wherever you like all right well you know what i kind of talked about this one quite a bit now am i going to go first or are you going to go first on this one we got we're alternating so you can go first on this one um yes. okay so then I, I think it's only fair that i let you pick in, in that instance okay so let's go with the uh better Boston crime movie. I feel like this is the one that's right on top of our mind here, right, we'll get right out of the way. So, yes. okay. So we'll have <clears throat> one minute on the clock, please. Yep. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So of course I'm referring to the departed here with Matt Damon uh, for the Boston crime movie here. Um, but I don't know where all the hate from the departed has come from, but it's certainly retroactive. It's certainly recent. Um, and is this movie a shot for shot remake of internal affairs? Yes. Uh, are the majority of the accents butchered in this movie? You betcha. But this is a star studded cast with memorable lines, memeable moments left and right. Matt Damon as Colin, uh, who plays the rat, is right at the center of all of it. Uh, and when coupled with shipping up to Boston, uh, this movie has defined the city at the time perfectly, whether you love it or hate it. This, this was the perfect encapsulation of Boston in like the early to mid 2000s. You got 15 seconds left. Do you want to forfeit those 15 seconds? Or I'm talking about micro processes. Processes. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, time for my retort? Yes. In right. three, two, one, 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Retroactively, because now now people, people dislike it retroactively because, Wes, they now realize there's so, there's so much more to the story and they just went and copied some other thing and they didn't even use the real story that they had there. It's like, oh, based off Whitey Bulger. Bullshit. There's so, like, watch Black Mass. And then you after you watch that, you could never appreciate The Departed ever again. So that was – that's the whole reason why this thing sucks. And in the course like, – uh, that that I I just can't believe that and I oh there was a second point that you made in Three, there that really pissed me two, off but that's the biggest thing one. The awful all right Whew. so what, what was it was it the uh, star started cast the shipping up to Boston what, what what was the the other thing that you wanted to mention there I can't remember what the hell it was but I memorable did one, lines memorable moments one thing that's actually not um not relevant to the argument at all but the guy who plays young Matt Damon in The Departed mm -hmm. was uh, went to Northwestern and he actually lived with like the upper class on the baseball team like for two years or whatever oh, so no kidding, huh? re really yeah really nice guy i don't know what he actually he was in oceans eight too do you remember the two waiters at the end of the movie oh you tell me yeah 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 you're yes. like smoking a joint or something like that yeah that, yeah, yeah. That, I, that I remember you, you mentioned that yep also in gary the tennis coach that was um sean william scott movie that i think was like uh, a Netflix all right. original. All right. enough name dropping with your northwestern uh howdy towdy connections there uh, sir. all right so my turn for for the argument and uh i am yes. going to be talking about the town mm -hmm. okay so go ahead and start the clock Wes. one when minute on three two one go okay so this came out in 2011 2010 right or right around yeah right around when i started college and we, you talk about you know this, this surge of Boston movies talking about the crime and different stuff going on there. I saw this in Illinois, 
and everybody was losing it over this movie and and with the, in a good way this did so much as much as it was terrible like what's going on in charleston and stuff like that this was an outstanding movie and more importantly we're talking about ben affleck here and that's probably what i meant to pick apart with matt damon's performance in the last movie. but with ben affleck he's outstanding in this movie and he's he's this guy who's trying to get out of this shit and he's always been he's a fuck up and and i, I look i know that affleck's played that role before but he plays it well and that line was it's never gonna be me you Shining your sister dressing up in Playhouse. So get that through your fucking head. That role, that Ten line, seconds. I will never forget that one. And I thought he was just outstanding opposite Jared Murray. There's another line too about when they're gonna hurt some people. I don't know that Three, line, but two, that between him and Renner, outstanding. One. Yeah, uh, that, that that is a good line there. It's like, wait, suddenly you care about Shine. All you care about is Coke and Xbox. Yeah, Coke and Xbox. <laughs> that's it. And the other one's like, I need you're gonna hurt some people. I can't, can't ask me any questions. And uh, yeah, you can't talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, my time is up. Uh, Wes, it is your turn to retort. Tell me when to – actually, I'll tell you when. Yes, you tell me. Three, two, one, go. Listen, it pains me to do this. Uh, the Town is one of my favorite movies, uh, one of my favorite heist movies. I'm a big fan of the genre in general. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Ben Affleck, too, so it's very tough to do this. But uh, I think there's a more well-rounded story to The Departed. Uh, it's a little more one note with The Town. Uh, it's a little bit more hitting on the cliches, and and uh, that it's it's kind of tough. They're both really good movies, so I'm just going to concede this. It's it's okay. tough to really retort because um, I I like the movie. I can't lie to myself. Can't lie to the people. Perfect. You didn't even need a warning on the timing because <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be minute there, and I forgot to warn you at 15 seconds. Good oh, that's job, good. So was that right at 30? Yeah, that was right at 30. Well done. I oh, am very. No, I just turtled right over for you for 30 seconds. That's yeah. Great. Well, you know what, Wes? You, you give me that one, and hopefully the people think about that when they go to vote on Twitter for uh, the poll. I'm going to go with the category that I think is my weakness when it comes to Ben Affleck, mm -hmm. and um, that's the better space movie. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Now. I, uh, well, you know what? I will get into my argument um, in a second. You tell me when to start. Okay. Three, two, one. Better space movie starts now. Okay. So, look, I think that – look, Martian, fine movie. I will talk about that after Wes makes his whole case for it. But with Armageddon, again, we're talking about Ben Affleck here and not necessarily the movie. The movie is absolutely dated. I mean, it came out in 98. You go back and watch any, like, clips from that because I hadn't seen this thing in ages. It doesn't hold up. But you look, it's from the 90s. You know that. With Ben Affleck's character in this, he's – first of all, he's with Liv Tyler who – that was at her peak. And he's got to deal with Ben uh, Bruce Willis as his soon-to-be father-in-law. And yes, this guy – 30 seconds. He saves – right? He saves all of Earth. And then it's like, oh, shit, no, we got to do more. And then somehow he's the one that's going to get screwed over and is going to have to die. And he's like the youngest guy there by like 20 years. But nobody else is going to step up until Bruce Willis does. So this guy shows that he is the seconds. ultimate hero. And in the end, I know Bruce Willis kind of one-ups him. But Bruce Willis did the right thing. But Ben Affleck wasn't going to back down at all. So I, I think that he kicks ass in this role. And I think Three, that this um, – two, I'm done. one, stop. I wish I could conclude better. Jeez. Ooh, yeah, you, you got to really land that plane here. You you and Disney Plus. Yeah, I was just thinking, <laughs> you yeah. You came out hot, though. You came out of the gates hot. Okay. You, all right, you ready to retort? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Armageddon, uh, classic popcorn blockbuster movie, right, in the late 90s. Uh, Joel Schumacher, I believe, was the uh, producer, director of it. Uh, they thought his uh, Ben Affleck's teeth was so bad, they bought him fake superstar teeth, and now he doesn't – he had little baby teeth, though. That's how bad he was. <laughs> the whole movie, he, even in the director's cut, Ben Affleck didn't even know what the point of the movie was because why would they send drillers to drill holes up uh, in his face 
when they would just get astronauts to drill holes. Three, like, wouldn't it be easier two, to teach astronauts to drill than one time drill to astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes. Tell me about Matt Damon's uh, space movie. You ready to go? Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. Ready. All right. I'll do a slow three, two, one. Oh, three, okay. two, one, go. All right, so if we are talking about The Martian here, how can you not root for this guy? This is an actor's a action movie. This is an actor's movie, I should say, where it's just him on the screen. It's very close-up shots, uh, very, very personal uh, facial uh, shots of him. Um, and he just sciences the shit out of everything, to use a quote from, from our guy, Matt Damon. Uh, like I said, he carries the whole thing. Uh, but if you want to talk about Interstellar, which is a, you know another space movie where he makes a great heel turn with an uncredited appearance, uh, this also speaks to my chameleon point earlier, where he can be this leading man in a strong mo movie and carry himself so well, but then he can also, in Interstellar, play this villain where you just hate, hate, hate him. 15. Uh, Done? Done. Jeez, you are so concise. Succinct. Ah, okay. Um, all right, I'm impressed. All right, go, go ahead and tell me when to start the clock then. All right, three, two, one. Okay, so Wes has to go and bring up another movie besides the one that he's talking about that's an actor's movie that's so awesome and everything. I saw The Martian, and I think that came out in 2014, and I was like, I'm like, do I have to see this thing? My dad wanted to see it, and I went to see I think my – I don't know. I just – it was fine. It, it, I just didn't think all this like crazy praise over it. I mean, I'd rather watch uh, – you're going to talk about a movie that's somebody by themselves most of the time. I like Drive more than that. I mean, I know it's totally Two, different movies, but just one. no talking to us. Stop. Yeah, that, that also is a good um, singular role like that. I mean, I feel like Ryan Gosling, like, again, kind of – as we talk about one note, right? I mean, he's, he's – Born to do note. that. Born yeah. to just be on screen and not talk. And I don't know if that's a good thing necessarily as an actor. Okay, so we have better Boston crime movie, better space movie done, correct? Correct. All so, right, so let's go with the more iconic role, or the most maybe maybe the, the framing of this is uh, mm -hmm. the most iconic role for your actor. Okay. Or unless unless you have uh, we'll, a we'll leave it up. Kind of setup, but whatever you have, all right. We leave it up for interpretation. And uh, yeah. is it your turn to go first on this one? Yeah, it's your turn, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Listen, I could go the easy route here with Will Hunting, uh, the know-it-all smart-ass from Southie who proves everyone wrong, right? I mean, who who doesn't love that role? I think everybody has a little bit of that character within them, uh, maybe a little bit more if you happen to be from the 617 or the 508. Uh, I could go with Jason Bourne, who's the unstoppable sleeper agent with the heart of gold. Uh, you know, does, does that sound like a familiar winter soldier? Hello. Uh, but as a degenerate gambler, is there a better uh, character than Mike McDermott from Rounders? Uh, give me three stacks of high society all day, taking down the Russian KGB. Uh, again, underdog story. Uh, odds are stacked up against him quite literally and figuratively. Uh, and he still comes out on top and still able to uh, live out his dreams as a young 20-something going out to the World Series of Poker. Give me Mike McDermott. Geez, I am impressed with your, your how quickly you, you make your points, Wes, because, again, under time there. Um, let me know when you want me to start the clock. Retort in three, two, one, go. Okay, so if you, my thing is, Wes, if you say that this is his most iconic role, you're talking about you know goodwill hunting and everything, well, wait a second, why aren't you just sticking to that? you got to go bounce around to other roles because 
why? Because if, if that's your strongest argument, why wouldn't you stick with it? That tells me there's a flaw in who his, like, his most iconic role is. It's kind of hard to pin down. And I'll get to Ben Affleck's in a second. But I think for me, as much as he's taken on some roles that you'll Three, know him well for. Two. Well, I'll save it for a second. One. Okay. <clears throat> and we'll restart you here. You, you want to mm-hmm. catch your breath and you need to uh, whistle a little bit, you know? Uh, yes, actually, let me take a quick sip. Okay, three, two, one, go. All right. So with Ben, I was just kidding. No, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. Okay. Um, three. Yeah, I know you're you're ready, ready to go. Uh, no, no pitch count on you here. No pitch. No, count. sir. Uh, I hate pitch count. Uh, right. Three, two, one. Take it away. Okay. So this is going to kind of bleed into another section that we have, Wes. But with Ben Affleck, you have characters, you have roles that he's taken on that are pretty memorable i mean look you have him in argo and you that his face looks a lot different in that role and then of course for the town that is something that people are always going to remember because that's one of the best boston movies ever but i think with him when you talk about most iconic role as much as other people have taken on this role when you look at what he did as batman and how he handled the character people love his batman and as much it's just like hugh jackman and wolverine where people don't like a lot of the movies that he was in they still love hugh jackman as wolverine and people are going to remember ben affleck as batman because you know why he looks like batman more than anybody with this build and everything in the in the way he plays bruce wayne I, as much as i i got frustrated with how he was written at times with his action sequences thought he was better in the snack snack zach snyder version um but in general people are always going to remember that role and how he bounced back from a shitty performance originally as a two, another uh, action hero, one, comic hero zero thank you <clears throat> oh okay. nick 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 i knew you were gonna toss one right up to me whenever you're ready Okay. I Three, knew you were going to go this route. Two. Okay. Well, you know me. Great. I'll start the clock again. Three, two, one, go. Of course, Nick selects a, a role that's been done four other times and about to be for a fifth time is the most iconic role. Nick, Ben Ooh. Affleck does not make uh, uh, Batman, uh, Batman the iconic role. Uh, Batman is the iconic role with or without Ben Affleck. That doesn't mean anything. You know, yes, did he do a decent role of it? Yes, but he's not even the best Batman. Uh, you know, I think most people would agree on consensus that it, it, that is uh, the other British guy there from the Christopher Nolan film. Time. I, I keep messing up. Oh, oh, oh uh, Christian Bale is who Wes was referring to. And I'm sorry for not warning you on the time. I was too no, busy that works. soaking <laughs> in what you were saying. I, wanted to, I needed to hear every bit of it. Uh, and how predictable I am, which I mean, it happens. Um, so I'm just going to move that we, well, it's my turn next. We're not going to do uh, the category that I kind of bled into. We'll get to that later. I actually okay. want to go with a uh, better war movie. I'm going to start there, Wes. Oh, okay. I think you you have a very interesting route here too. I do, and you I and go I, a couple different ways. There's one. Th- I, I, okay, why don't you go, tell me when to start the clock? And I'll okay, you ready? And three, two, one. One minute on better war movie. Go. Okay. Look, Pearl Harbor, of course, is a movie that you're going to think of in the course of all this. But Argo is an is an out was an outstanding movie. And the thing is, when we're talking about war movies, yeah, you have plenty of ones that have a ton of action, and you know. It, there are different versions of action war movies that we've seen through the years. And yes, they have their place. And of course, you, you know, you're, you're trying to get an accurate representation of what goes on. But with Argo, it is a totally different take on a war movie and things that go on in the course of things. And honestly, Wes, I saw the preview for the movie and I was like, hey, it's Ben Affleck. Okay. But like, what is this? I don't really care. 
start to finish captivating, outstanding movie. I Now, I will admit, I haven't rewatched this, seconds. but when we talk about a lot of war movies, including the one you're probably going to talk about today, I, I can't remember the last time I watched that either. But when I – Argo was an experience, and I think that as much as there are impressive ones for Ben Affleck here, I think this is no question the best war movie here because of its uniqueness. Three, two, one, and ahead of time. Lovely. Um Okay, so my this this, this war uh, segment's gonna be very quick, so you can start Three, whenever you want. Two, one, go. It's a good movie. One best picture, right? Uh, Be, uh, Argo uh, was was directed by Ben Affleck and starred in, it, so you know he's done a good job with that. I have nothing bad to say about the movie. Uh, do I think it's better than than my choice? No, but I think it's a strong movie. And that was under fifteen seconds. That's okay. All really nothing bad to say about Argo. It's a good movie. Uh, look at you, better man than me. I guess we know who'd be who'd be the uh, better well, it's lawyer. Tough because when you decided that, uh, you know, this one we, we were like, oh, who do you want to take? And I think both of us were probably like Ben Affleck at first. And yeah, you know, I was like, oh, you know, bet I, I could go either or here. So I love Ben Affleck. Yeah, you, know, you know me. Mm -hmm. I think he is the governor of. Uh, of, of Massachusetts, you know, over over uh, Mark Wahlberg, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I I honestly didn't know who you'd like more between the two because I, I mean, look, obviously Matt you Damon. Can't go wrong. Yeah, but when see when I think of a Boston actor, though Matt Damon, I don't know where Matt Damon resides, but I still think of Ben Affleck first over the two of them. But I would agree. Um, but we'll we'll yeah I, well. I don't want to take away from your better war movie talk because you have um you have. I, I'm just trying to fill some time as well because this is going to be very quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready to roll then? Yeah, let's do it. Three, two, one. Better war movie for Matt Damon, Wes, go. Saving Private Ryan is regarded as one of the best war movies of all time. He was a young actor when he was in it. Ju jumped off his career uh, into a whole other stratosphere. Um, you know, you could argue uh, um, School Ties was another one of those movies that really jumped him off as a catapulting one. But uh, Saving Private Ryan launched his career regarded as one of the best war movies ever done. That wasn't even 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I told you. I, even then, I was kind of tagging that out. I literally have one sentence written down there for it. So, okay, go. let me know when you're ready. Yep. Three, two, one, 30-second retort for you starts now. Look, there's no – obviously, Matt Damon's in the movie, and obviously, Stephen Pryor Ryan is one of the all-time war movies. But he's barely in this thing. So I don't – like. I, yes, it's part of his catalog. There's no doubt about it. But he doesn't have a huge role. And, yeah, as much as like you know who he is when you think about Saving Private Ryan, you don't – like. I don't think of this as a Matt Damon movie and I don't particularly like you have to say, I get the whole point the objective of the movie, but you don't, I, I don't think most people like the character by the end of it all. So I, as much as you could Two, argue, maybe that's a better movie. One, then that's like an Argo more prominent. Sorry. I know I went over. That's fine. I was late, late to warn you there. Try, trying to, trying to like get every last little bit. In yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think you got the message out there. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's my turn to go here. Um, yeah. We got two cat. Uh, no, Two categories, I think. Yeah, two two categories. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, the better action hero. How's that? Okay. Yes. You get one minute on the clock here for me. Three, two, one, go. Of course, it's Matt Damon. And of course, the answer is Jason Bourne when you're asking who is the better action hero. Uh, he's the best action hero of the group. I think of anyone involved here. Uh, his franchise lasted five movies, spanned 14 years, and grossed $1.6 the first trilogy was all certified fresh. I never fell below a 90% fan reception on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, as I mentioned, he was the original Winter Soldier before Sebastian Stan. And if you want to look at the question as like, who is 30. the better actor? 
uh, to be in action movies. Um, I still think the answer is Matt Damon because not only do you have the clean-cut, baby-faced war machine of Jason Bourne, uh, you're also talking about True Grit, which is his uh, Rotten Tomatoes' second-highest-rated movie for him. Uh, you have Saving Private Ryan, which is third. If you want to talk about action movies, I uh, even have uh, the the Oceans, where he plays a a uh, side role, albeit but a memorable Four, role nonetheless. Three, two, nice and under, nice. Okay, all right. Tell me when you want to start. When you want to start the clock. 30-second retour starts now. Okay, so uh, there's no question that Bourne is a legendary action hero and everything like that. I've never I, – I always like liked Bourne, but I never loved it. I don't know why. I just couldn't really get into it. And all these years later, when we're getting this revamp of uh, you know, superhero 15. stuff and action movies – Who's, who's in these movies now and who's not? Who's actually cameoing as a fake Loki and some hick in Deadpool 2? Five. Come on. Action hero. My ass. Three, two, one. And <laughs> that was a strong end. You landed that plane. Yeah. Because <laughs> I only had so much to say. All uh, right. <clears throat> Let me know when you're ready. Okay. So now you have one minute on Ben Affleck, the better action hero right now. Okay, so when you're thinking about a male action hero, right, you need a guy who's got a strong jawline first, mm -hmm. right? That's one mm -hmm. of the most important things. Well, when we're talking about Ben Affleck versus Matt Damon, I, I just like, I'm sorry, Matt Damon has a jawline, don't get me wrong, but like that face is just like a baby face. I, I'm not intimidated mm -hmm. by that whatsoever. So that's one, that's very important. When you get cast as Batman, I know Robert Pattinson is unconventional, but when you get cast as Batman, that is, I mean, you have to have that look. And Bale, same thing, a little unconventional. But that is why people 30. embrace – I'm oh, sorry, did you say 30 or 3? 30. Oh, okay. I got scared there. Um, but when, when you, five. You get thank you. Five. When, you, when you look at Affleck, he has that look. And then, look, I mean, there's – he. I, I know the town isn't an action hero. Um, see, like, I can't go under that one. And, and, and I never saw The Accountant, in all fairness. There are certain movies with these actors I haven't seen. But in general – when you have a guy who's taken on the role of Batman, to me, I think that's the ultimate action hero role. And you don't just give that to anybody. You say it's been portrayed five times, but I think they've run a few other people. And guess what? They Three, suck at it. People two, like Affleck. One. They don't like Val Kilmer. He, uh, Val Kilmer, Kilmer played Batman, right? Val Kilmer yeah. did play Batman. Yeah. Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. I just, I got. Uh, just no, Batman out. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. What was I going to say? Uh, the Accountant, kind of a bad, good movie. Was it? Or good, bad movie, however you want to word it. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, uh, uh, there are definitely gaps I have with both of these two, but that was that's one I felt like I should have seen but never did. <sighs> okay, you ready? Right. Better action hero retort against Ben Affleck. Three, two, one, go. He's a decent action, but he's not really a hero. He, he usually plays these broken souls uh, who's a villain, much like or, or these anti-heroes like Dougie McCray, for example, or mm. even in The Accountant. He's a, a hitman, but who does good, you know, hitman with a heart of gold type of thing. The way, way back, even in the drama, like he's a drunk, but he's a good head coach of the way back rather. So he's not really a good action hero. He's a I good know. villain, I think, or an anti-hero, even in Triple Frontier. One. Um, it's kind of like that time. Okay. Nice. Good stuff. Okay. So Wes, that rounds things out to, Our so final I actually, category. I, you know, it's funny when we were talking about these, the space um, movie category, I said that I thought that was going to be the weakest one. And I really don't think that it was in the end. I thought it actually went pretty, better than expected. This is the one where people are going to look at most of the, when they're voting and say, this is why I wouldn't vote for Ben Affleck. And it's the last category we have most versatile actor. 
Now you, you want to talk about a little little chess here. I wanted to save this one for last because I felt like this was my strongest segment. So when you allowed me the option in the last round to pick which one I wanted, mm. what sticks in the people's mind? Something in the middle or something towards the end? Something towards the end and something towards the beginning. And with and with the action hero too, that was another one where it's like I'm repeating myself because of the, what was one the most iconic role where I was talking. I yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm surprised but- you didn't mention Daredevil at all. Action hero. Yeah, why would I want to mention Daredevil in the course? Well, of I mean, he was still cast as an as an action hero. Yeah, I know, but that movie. was not a good movie. And I love Daredevil, and I think most people who love Daredevil don't. Love I don't think he was bad. I don't think it was necessarily his fault. But anyway, uh, you know what? He wasn't no, the reason necessarily, or the lone reason. Right? He was not the primary reason that that stunk. But I don't think he helped the situation. And I mean, yeah. look, there were people have had gripes for the Batman movies he's been in, but I don't think he, I know he's not the primary reason. Those have been the issues. It's it's different, but. Yeah. Anyways, most iconic role. Uh, I have to lead with this one, right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Most more versatile, versatile actor. actor. Yes. Sorry, more versatile actor. I apologize. I, okay. Um, Three, right. two, one. Start now. Okay. So I think with Argo, we see how Ben Affleck's versatility a little bit. And because when you look at Doug McCray, when you look at The Way Back, which is a movie that doesn't kind of fall into any of the categories that we have – he's got a similar role, even Bruce Wayne, the way he handles it. He's yes. Ben Affleck plays a similar role fairly often, but he's been able to be in different movies. Another movie that I didn't touch on was, um, Oh my God, what's that movie where his wife disappears and oh, my girl, Lauren's going to kill me. If I can't remember she loves this book. Um, seconds. Oh my God. I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm going to, I'm going to find that. I will find that in the course of things. I had time. I, honestly, Wes, I don't care. I need to have this. Um, I need to have this movie name somewhere. Oh, Gone Girl, right now again, similar, <laughs> similar um, portrayal, but it's still in, in a good movie. But I, look, he's good at what he does, and to me, as much as versatility is important with actors, there's only so many actors that can do that kind of stuff. So I, I need somebody who's good at what they do, can take on a big movie, big Three, role, and he does that. Two, done. One, Time. stop. Wow, just stumbling right towards the finish line there. Couldn't, that was very, very tough to watch. That's, couldn't find Gone Girl, man, in my head. I wrote it down, too, and I just couldn't find it. Jeez. That was a, a Scott Tots-like moment. <laughs> this is tough to watch. Oh, wow. <clears throat> okay, so uh, third of a second retour on yes. why Ben Affleck is not the most versatile actor. Three, two, one, go. Uh, not only does he play very similar roles, like I mentioned in my last answer, these kind of broken man, uh, blue collar, salt of the earth type of guy who like is kind of broken, but kind of has a heart of gold. Gold. He very rarely plays a supporting role. And in fact, every movie in, he's in, especially in the later portion of his career where he has become that A-lister, he's always has to be at the forefront. He can never play uh, a Robin to someone's Batman, uh, for example. Oh, under time, awesome. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, but he because he's too much of a beast to be able to do that. But that's okay. All right, Wes, your turn um, for uh, yes. Matt Damon as the most versatile actor between him and his buddy Ben Affleck. In three, two, one, go. This isn't even a question. It's Matt Damon. I like to listen to another podcast uh, when when I'm not listening to our own here. Change my mind. It's called uh, Part of My Take, and they were just doing an interview with uh, Dan Campbell, and they were talking about. Is it really alpha if you let someone else be the alpha? 
Uh, and, and that really is the sign of it because you are so alpha and so comfortable with yourself that you can allow someone else to spotlight. And that's what Matt Damon does because he is an alpha, uh, but he is not afraid to be a, in a supporting role and an uncredited role and in a small cameo role. Uh, he's played uh, such various roles. Mike McDermott from Rounders, Linus, a supporting role in a star-studded series of the Ocean mm-hmm. series. Tom Will, uh, Tom Ripley, Will Hunting, Scott Thornton. Behind the Candelabra, which is a huge uh, transformation and performance for him. Uh, he's played a straight-laced lawyer in The Rainmaker, an Asian samurai in The Great Wall. He's played Loki twice, twice Five. in Dogma and Thor Ragnarok, Four. a private schoolboy and a private <laughs> in the military. Time. Nice. Good stuff. I don't know if I want to cite that uh, the, the that movie from where he was in The, uh, <laughs> I know, that's the great, great, great Wall, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, what, can right, do, what can't that guy do? Go ahead and uh, start the clock. Okay, uh, a thirty-second retort starts now. So I really appreciate the uh, the alpha whole the whole alpha thing that you said. I think that's very true. I don't know if I think Matt Damon is an alpha still, but I do think that Damon is very versatile. I don't think that's up for debate. I don't think you can argue it. As much as I think I won multiple categories here, this is one that definitely is in Matt Damon's favor, and I'm not going to go and say this guy's not. You know, I, I said it. Ben Affleck's not the most versatile actor. Matt Damon is very much so. So, time. That shows. That shows a lot of strength. Some might say that was an alpha answer. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to say it because it's not my place. But <laughs> oh, that that that's an alpha answer. There. This is just going to keep going. You're just going to keep making me point it out. Well, then you know what? Why don't we get to the closing argument so that I don't have to keep doing that to you, Wes? Um, now that's an alpha. No, I'm just kidding. Do you? <laughs> Do you want I don't, wait? So I just went at the end there. So it is you make a closing argument then. Yes. First. Yeah. And there are no retorts, just one minute. All right. So um, starting with you ready to go? Yes. Three, two, one, go. Listen, so I'm going to combine a, a category in here that we didn't use, which is uh, who would you rather be in my closing arguments here? And I get ah. it. Ben Affleck is downright handsome, okay? As as uh, Nick mentioned, he's jacked. Uh, he has that broken soul, bad boy vibe going for him. Um, he's got that strong jawline, really, really cut. You know, you can cut some uh, stone on it. Um, and his call sheet is jacked, stacked. J-Lo, Jennifer Garner, Anna de Armas, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? The works. The list goes on and on. <laughs> yeah. But he also 30. looks perpetually tired from life. Hence all the photos with Dunkin' Donuts. He's been ripped down by Hollywood, the paparazzi, social media, the gamut. Why did you unmatch me, Jessica? It's me, Ben Affleck, right? We've seen him at his lowest point. 15. I think I'd rather go under the radar and be universally loved as this generation's Tom Hanks. He's got so much credibility. The U.S. Oh should use him in more PR messaging campaigns. Go under the radar, make lots Five, of money, be an A-list celebrity, Matt. Three. Nice. Okay. So, all right. All right. Go ahead and start the clock when you're ready. Okay. Your closing arguments on why Ben Affleck is the better person actor catalog starts right now. Okay. Well, Ben Affleck is the ultimate like when you think cool, you look it up in the dictionary, Ben Affleck, thousand percent, because he's getting these these awesome roles in movies, right? And he gets to do the same one over and over again. I would love to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's had some downtimes. It doesn't mean that that Matt Damon didn't have some rough times too. We just don't know about those necessarily. And that's fine. Hey, whatever. It's it's his choice. But I, I think with Ben Affleck too, like if you want to say, Oh, one guy's a more versatile actor, so then you think he's maybe you think he's the better actor in general. We're talking about just these two in general, right? If you think one is a better actor in, because versatility is what defines acting, well then Ben Affleck's done a lot with just on on his looks alone. And that's it. And his like his 
uh, demeanor, I guess. And then you, you you glossed over, by the way, the women he's dating. He just stole J-Lo back from Alex Rodriguez. Don't get me wrong. 15. I'm taking a, I mean, a, a Ben Affleck over A-Rod any day. But still, like that's that's impressive. So, so he's got that list of women he's dated through the years and everything. I would Three, definitely rather be Ben Affleck. Two, one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, so now we're done with the argument. Okay. Yes. I need to make good on the tease. Yeah, from, pay it off, please. Yes, I, I almost forgot about this. So when I so when when the town came out, all my teammates in the like the girl I was like seeing at the start of college and stuff, they all thought like after we saw the town, like you you look like Ben Affleck. I was like, what the, what are you talking about? And then I had people from home. Like like friends from high school and stuff saying the same thing. I was like, I've never seen it before. I d- never heard it. I don't know where it came from, but no, I, I can see the poor man's version there because because you got you got the five o'clock shadow and when you got the high and tight haircut, you know, uh, fr- freshly cropped. You know, yeah. I, I could see it more often. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got. I got to shave. This are are you like a waffle shirt guy? Maybe with like a flannel or something. Oh like yeah. Like oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yes. can see that. Yeah. So that. So that. So there you go. Um. So that's what. What. Uh. <laughs> that, that, so yeah, was, that was kind of. I thought there would be something like. A little, little more. Yeah. Well, I mean, like spice to it. It, it was a good time. It was you a good time. Waited an hour to tease that. It was a well. <laughs> I'm trying to be like a gentleman about it. It was a good time to have Ben Affleck come out and be this badass, and then people start to think you look like him. If you catch my drift. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that when you get references Ben Affleck, you can save 15 minutes or more on your insurance, right? Yeah. Is that how that works? <laughs> it's just funny. You you said Affleck. Affleck, I've definitely yeah. done that. I definitely do that. Uh, anyway, Nick, uh, we are uh, closing here. So we want the people. We'll put a poll up, you know, at Change My Mind Pod. Uh, you, the people, decide who has the better catalog, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. Or maybe better put, uh, and we can work on the phrasing of this, who put to put forth the better argument for who has the better catalog, uh, Wesley uh, in favor of Matt Damon or uh, yes. Nicholas J. Fryer in favor of Ben Affleck. That is the way we're supposed to put it. Is I believe that's how we should do that. Yes, yes. But we now it's in, time to uh, drop some loads in the discharge depot, Nick. Uh, what have you been discharging lately? So I a couple things on Netflix right now that I care. Mm. I, I just started Jupiter's Legacy, and I know Dork's going to be talking about the, that this week. And oh, okay. I know people have complaints about it. I think some of them are just like justified, warranted. Um, Good for them for watching, like sticking through. If they knew ahead of time, like if this is going to be one of those like bad reviews where you kind of go into it knowing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like eight hours is a lot of time to devote to a mm-hmm. shitty series. So, I, and I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to. What else are they thing. doing with their lives? <laughs> I read the whole book and talked about it on TLDR last week. The whole like four trades, and I liked it. It was slow at the start, but it seems like they. I think the series has potential to be good by the end, but the complaints that people are talking about, it seems. I've heard that it's too slow, which I don't I, – that doesn't – like when people say that, I, I take that with a grain of salt. But then there's the whole action, and I understand the issues with the action. In the cosmetics with some of the actors too, I think that's a problem. But there's some good stuff. Uh, the Woman in the Window on Netflix. Watch that thriller. I that did was, watch that. Did you like it? Yes. Yeah, it was. Really, I thought it was really good. I thought there was a couple moments that were a little odd, but in general I thought it was good. And um, you know, Lauren read the book, and she said it pays – like uh, it does well enough like um, – paying homage sticking or to it. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sticking to I, it. that's it um and then the yeah, last I, I like that i thought that was pretty good i thought the women it, it, it wasn't great but it was a good thriller i mean it definitely it was like anxiety driven it kind of had me on the edge of the seat and it was interesting yeah. stuff which i love so and, and amy adams is great yeah i give it i i feel comfortable anybody who likes thrillers i feel comfortable saying go watch that 
Also, how about a, another pair up between uh, Anthony Mackie and Wyatt Russell? Oh my God! Yeah, that was something else. When I saw when we saw Wyatt Russell walk, on although the like not exchanging any sort of like pass no. at all in the movie. Yeah, no, 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 none whatsoever. But it's um, it's a good thriller. It's uh, I would say probably I want to. I never thought about it from a grading perspective. I was just sitting and enjoying it, but probably like in the high B range, mid B range, something let, like that. Let me ask you: There's a certain point, a pivotal moment, a reveal, if you will, um, about Amy Adams' character. Did you? Uh, I I completely lost, stopped rooting for her after that point. Oh, oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think it was. It was tough to root for. I was question. I was quite. See, the thing is, Wes. I wasn't ever. I don't think I was ever fully rooting for her in general. I was just trying to figure out what her deal was. Honestly, yeah, she seems like such a fucking mess, and I just didn't like. I I didn't get it because I, I honestly. I just felt like she was. I thought she was being selfish as much as she had her issues, and I understand people have their things. But if she, to me, felt selfish throughout the course of it all, then we find out what happened. It's like okay, it makes more sense. I guess like. I wasn't as bothered by what had been going on up to that point with her, but now mm-hmm. it was like, okay, well, you're just like an irresponsible idiot, and um, yeah, and, and actually, and and then selfish in a different kind of way too. I, for, I keep forgetting about that detail. Well, and also, I think this is gives a bad uh, name for therapy. There, you know, you have a, a therapist who is a pill popping uh, schizophrenic uh, and is trying to give out life advice and she can't even keep her own life together. You know, yeah, uh, that's just not really a good vote of confidence for people who are thinking no. about or like i don't know if therapy is for me and you see that like whoosh. yeah and, and <laughs> actually can't was, get her own life together that i'm not one, doing that bad when one th- one thing lauren told me was that they didn't do was they she was so actively giving out advice in the course of the book that you don't really see that at all in the movie you just mention it they don't really talk about how she is oh, really? as much yeah. as you know yeah and one last thing so before you get to your uh, what you have castlevania final season started uh came out where i see the whole thing dropped i'm seven episodes in and i I don't like. I just don't get how they're going to wrap some of it up. Like I've seen quite a bit of it, but it's just like these the next three episodes. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm I'm kind of like it gets fine, and I didn't. I, I'm disappointed um, because it shouldn't be fine the way the first three three seasons I actually loved. I just I don't think it's just, it's like the whole um, Game of Thrones thing where they ended it too tried to do too much. Or, Can't land the plane. Little time exactly. This is. Yeah, and in this one, like that's why when like you guys complain about like with Marvel, like that they don't land a plane. Yeah, but there's a lot fucking worse out there, and and I, that's why I sometimes yeah. like, I can't get into it and get as frustrated as you guys do. Like, well, they like, five f bombs today. They might have did a fi- like a B for the landing when it was an A show, but when it's like an A show and then it's like it's starting to feel like a C landing. So I I, I got the last like few. see you later. Am I right? Yeah, I'll I'll report back next discharge depot west. But what do you have uh, for me this week? Yeah, so episode five of uh, Mayor of Easttown on HBO. I know uh, the Dork guys have been been all over that show, uh, and they they uh, actually put me on that. So season five, episode five, best one to date. Uh, real, you talk about uh, Game of Thrones, real red wedding like moment throughout this a real shocking uh, uh scene this episode which was great because the episode before was a little bit of a lull two episodes left you know seven episode miniseries on hbo uh very good but a movie that i suggested which actually also features evan peters who is also in mayor of Easttown, uh, american animals it's a 2018 movie on uh, now available on prime video uh, it's based on a true story uh, that happened in the early 2000s about like three or four college kids who stole a bunch of rare books uh, from Transylvania University. 
uh, and, and it's really interesting, right? Because it, it was the only there was a big bank heist, and the only woman who's guarding this book is like this like eighty five year old woman. Yeah, that's huh. it. You know, so the the, the whole uh, movie goes through the cinematic retelling of their story, but also weaving in is the three or four real life people who committed the crimes and paid the time for it, uh, interjecting their real life experiences within the movie. So it's it's cool. So it's kind of like a documentary, but it's also played out with real actors, not like a you know a shoddy documentary that has like the reenactment scenes that you might think of. And this came out in 18? 2018, Yeah. How did neither of us ever come across this? I don't know, but it was awesome. I mean, you talk about like like what we were saying with the woman in the window and that that uh, edge of your seat kind of high anxiety driven. You know, we, we, I think also Uncut Gems is kind of similar in that aspect where mm-hmm. a sign of a good movie is the emotion that it brings out of you. And even if you hate that anxiety driven or that cringiness from the office, say uh, it's all a sign of a good show to draw out that emotion. Yeah. American Animals at that height of the high scene. Um, does a great job of raising the tension and extracting, uh, making a scene feel very violent when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I have, it's a fantastic job of it. I, highly I have recommend it. a woman in the window question for you, but mm-hmm. and it's going to be spoiler. So I want to, uh, is there anything else that you have from the Discharge Depot before I ask you about it? No, I shot 98 in golf today uh, on Sunday. My dad, nice. yeah, I'm out driving my dad by like 60, 70 yards a shot Ooh. now, and he's still beating me by four strokes. So, oh, man. It's uh, tough. Which one would you rather have, though, the strokes or the out driving? Yeah, I mean, I'm both. <laughs> um, okay, so with women, so this is spoilers for the woman in the window. If you have not watched it, do not listen to it. Like, fast forward like uh, 15, 20 seconds, or whatever. Um, did you see it coming who, who the killer was? No. Okay, I, that is part of why I, I thought this was like, I, I think this was a B, B plus range. They did a really good job of yeah. just keeping me off the trail completely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I had my suspicions, and again, there's they obviously point to in one person, and then uh, another person pretty quickly, right? It kind of pivots to, um, but yeah, no, I did not see that coming. Yeah, and that's why I think anybody who likes thrillers will enjoy this because if you haven't read the book, then you have no, you're not going to see it coming. How do people do uh, uh, reviews and critiques of movies without spoiling it? Like how boring is that just to be like, yeah, uh, there, there's, it, it, it could be one person or it could be the other, or at the other point when this happens, it's really great. And it's like, you're just not being descriptive at all. Yeah. Um, it just seems like a waste of time. It, yeah. I'll tell you what, when I first started doing the comic book reviews for Geeks Worldwide, it was tough to do that, but I've, I, it's, de- yeah. there's definitely a way to do it where you're actually talking about things and not just, not just spoiling it. Like I, I get your point, but there's, there's a way to, to go about it, but I don't know. Like these, if you're writing like in a thousand word review on something like that, at that I don't know how you do because I feel like at some point no, just, just watch the property and then listen to the the review of it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. All right, do, do you want my non spoiler review? Go see it. It's a good movie. That's it. <laughs> yeah. there, there you go. All right, it is now time for shared universe. Okay, Wes, this week, hashtag dork, mm. like I said, talking Jupiter's legacy. What did, what are Mac and Goo talking about this week, or did they talk about? Whatever? They're talking fruit, uh, hard hand fruits, soft hand fruits, uh, uh, fruits by the foot, maybe, uh, uh, maybe fruits that roll up. Don't ever say, this is not to you, this is to them. 
Don't ever say we don't have stuff to talk about. My that's, God. that's true. And, and again, uh, just to, to reiterate, I'll be interested. In, I, I like to listen. I don't always like to watch uh, the podcast there. But uh, mm. I'll be interested to see what else is involved in the hard hand fruits. Because outside of apples and pears, though it's a nice literative name, I'm not sure if it's like an actual category of fruit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even. I don't know, Wes. I I, I don't even know where to begin on this. I, you're gonna do. A, you're gonna talk about fruit for. Well, they did an hour. I'm an sure. An hour, right? So I know there's stone fruits. There's like core fruits. There's what? things like that, like stone fruits or nectarines, apricots, things with like a a, a plum or okay. a peach or a core in the center. You know. Got it. Okay. You have citrus. You've talked uh, about you have, this you have oranges, I mean, grapefruits, mandarins, and limes. Then you have tropical and exotic, which are bananas and mangoes. You have your berries. Your melons? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be listening to uh, PCP before them this week because the people from Communism Podcast have a much more compelling episode. I would argue they have the most compelling episode planned for this week. They are going to be proving how Mother Teresa is the Antichrist. I don't know where oh. they get off saying that, but uh, I don't necessarily agree with that take. But I, I'm curious to hear what they have to say uh, about that. And, now, do you uh, think they approve of this current uh, pope who likes all the ass shot photos on IG and stuff? He's like kind of like a cool, <laughs> like uh, like like new age Gen Z Zoomer uh, pope. I don't know because I, I, just, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there people who didn't like Mother Teresa out there, but apparently Billy D and Rossi, they're 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 proving me wrong. Dang. So. I would venture to guess that they probably don't like the Pope. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll talk they about the it. good Pope with, uh, or the young Pope. What was that? Jude Law? Where he like smokes cigs and like has sex with nuns. I'm trying to think of an athlete with the last name Pope. Quincy Pope? What is that from? That's not an athlete. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, uh, TLDR this week. I what the hell am I talking? I don't know what book I'm talking about this week. Actually, I have a couple decisions to make still on that. Um, Joe is doing a AWA book this week. One of the, the companies that he's very high on, Indie Comics. Um, one of those companies that he's really high on. Um, let's see. First, speaking of Joe and Billy D, I've heard it both ways. They had a big announcement for the Psych movie last week. Didn't do an episode because why would you? That yeah, week? yeah, just the biggest news in the show's history of the last couple of years, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, we'll take the week off. We'll, we got to let that news breathe. We don't want to step on it. They're going to talk about that this weekend. I believe they were supposed to talk about episode nine last week, so they're doing that again. Um, and then you guys over on Shield Play or MCU at Home, I don't know what you're called in between shows, but you are still on hiatus. We're called, yeah, on summer vacation. That's what we are between. See, see this vac- tan coming in here? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Vacation. And you were wearing a muscle shirt last time, and then you're covering up with a sweatshirt this time around. It's very disappointing. I yeah, well, I, I was just coming from the gym the last time, so I had that nice like post gym pump going on. I wanted to show uh, that off. Now um, I'm feeling a little droopy. Gotcha. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, speaking of droopy, uh, the streamers, make sure you go follow them over on Twitch. You have Davey, you have Shime, and you have Doc, who wow. if you're listening, if you're watching the show right now, Doc and I are going to be getting a little uh, MLB The Show action in. That'll be happening uh, here and there. Oh, He got me to finally buy it, and honestly, it's been a while, but uh, he kicked my ass when we played off stream, but we'll be streaming those games going forward. I think like five inning games. Nobody got time for nine inning video games. What's so. the slaughter rule at? Oh, we haven't even said it on that list, and I'm not worried about it. It was like a three nothing. It was was it it was a three nothing game actually. Kicked my ass. He, I just couldn't hit. He scored three runs in the first inning, and then he never did shit again the rest of the game. So settle down. You're a little nervous. First game out debut. Oh, so, uh, you know what? If you guys like, if you guys want to hear somebody bitch about like certain things in baseball, where in video games, like I, I guarantee no one's going to complain like I do with this stuff because Joe's hitting home runs on fucking changeups. After I, I just. 
I'll save for when it actually happens in the. In well, the hey, that's, that's why you know video games aren't real life, right? Uh, you yeah. set someone up high, you go and take them, away, swipe them out with a slider, uh, low and away. You know, like they're gonna take that. How often they're gonna I'll bite you what, How often? Joe does have trouble with the curve. I will <laughs> well, say that. So does Ben Eastwood, <laughs> apparently. Andy Adams. It, mm, we're talking about different curves, I think, when you bring her into the mix. All right, Wes. Uh, what do we have planned for next week, or is it TBD? Uh, it's TPD. We'll get to that, I think. Uh, but, but regardless, it's going to be at the same Batfleck time in the same Batfleck place. 